Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Yardin Shaked of Varos. Varos is a really cool new text company that is revolutionizing the way that people look at their ads data and how ads companies work with their clients by benchmarking different campaigns to each other. So it's using some pretty intense AI machine learning from what I've heard, what I've talked to Yardin about. So Yardin, thank you so much for being on the show. What's up, Lucas? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about Varos and why you felt compelled to build this company. Yeah, so basically, uh, we started Varos to solve the problem for uh, e-commerce companies and SaaS startups that they're sort of flying blind. Like they're very data driven, uh, but they only have access to their own data, but they don't know how they compare to similar companies. They don't know if their KPIs are good or bad, and if bad, where, what lever should they pull to improve? And they also don't know how the market is moving. So if CPM or CAC spike 20% week over week, was it them or was it the market? And then slowly we got into, from our, uh, from our brands and, and our clients, uh, they kept showing it to their agencies and trying to get their agencies to leverage the tool. And that brings us to this conversation and how it sort of rolled into agencies being a big part of our customer base. What was your background? Because well, I mean, for some context for the listeners, um, and you know, you guys raised, what was it, $2 million? So we did YC, which is an uh, accelerator. And then we raised a $4.2 million uh, seed round that was led by a VC. And then there was a bunch of participation from people in the D2C space, like uh, Andy Dunn and Lucas from uh, Darkroom. Yeah, and then basically a bunch of people from the analytics space and the data space, which is uh, our background. So one of the co-founders was the CTO at Dun & Bradstreet before this. My background is in finance, uh, investing, private equity. And then we have a third co-founder who is just like Israeli tech superstar type guy. That sounds good. And and what was what was your background specifically like that got you to this point to be able to get this company off the ground? So I worked in, uh, in finance a bunch of years, the investment banking type route, and then moved into PE. Yeah. And we just had this problem in private equity a ton where you're trying to decide if a company is a viable investment or not. And to do that, yeah. you want to compare their KPIs uh, to other companies, to their competitors or to similar companies. Could never get access to that type of data. Like It's literally uh, siloed and not possible to get. And we would try to pay money right. to get all this stuff and it didn't exist. And so uh, we were really trying to solve that problem uh, originally. And then it you know, got into uh, like marketing metrics to start with and stuff. And now we're, we're moving into also like Shopify type metrics and covering that whole funnel. So I think it's pretty self-explanatory for people why benchmarking your marketing data to other campaigns would be important. But how do you deal with things like privacy or making sure the data is anonymous? I saw on your website, I think you guys encrypt the 
actual data or anonym, anonymize yeah. it so that way people are not exposing data. So somebody who's signing up today, an agency who's signed up today for the service, wouldn't have to worry about their client's data being shared publicly. It would be all privatized essentially, right? Right. So we are like neurotic with this stuff. Like the team's background comes from the data security space. And so basically what we do is we both aggregate and anonymize the data, which means that when we say aggregate, it means that like we're putting a bunch of data together. So we're showing you like the median and the percentiles and the averages. So, so the stats, but not saying like company A got a $20 CAC. And then anonymizing it means we're not showing what companies are actually in the competitive set, like what the company names are. And the way right. of explaining to the customer who's in the data set is doing a bunch of other things. So we're showing you what spend per month range there is. So you can compare to companies that are spending between 100K to 300K per month and on the AOV. So you can just compare to companies that are spending between 50 uh, that have AOVs of 50 to 100 bucks. And then like right. very specific verticals, you can compare to other footwear companies, for example. So we're getting around, like we're both blinding the data so no one is exposed. Uh, and the data is encrypted right. on AWS and everything. So I'm really, I mean, I'm not currently affiliated with your company in any way. Like I'm not getting a commission from this, but I do think people should use this software. It's very powerful. And, you know, here's your opportunity on this show to explain to people why that is. Can you talk, especially because we have so many marketing agencies listening to this, do you have a, a specific use case that you've seen that's actually helped a company grow their business faster because they've used Varos? And can you speak on that, especially when it comes to marketing agencies, how they can better serve their clientele? Definitely. It's funny how agencies sort of became like one of our best users. So the way that they use it is like, first of all, from a retention perspective. So the two main things is first, the like very common question that happens of what are you guys seeing in the market? Yeah, We're able to help you answer that question. Like all our data is in real time gathered from 500 plus uh, companies. And so it sort of gives your agency superpowers to answer that question. And you don't have to put a bunch of things in Excel and like try to give your best guess. Right. The other thing is when a company, a client comes and, you know, potentially complains that their performance is soft, they're having that conversation of churning. You can go into the data and actually show them if this is the case, that they're actually performing well, um, that they're yeah. you know, in the 75th percentile and you can tell them they can switch agencies, but like, look how good we're doing and here's the max and we're almost there for you. So right. it's ways to really explain it. And then on the grow side, basically what they're doing is they're going and saying like, you know, we're a boutique agency, we're a small agency, but like we're using this cutting edge uh, technology, which gives us access to act on a portfolio of 500, 600 brands instead of just, you know, our 1020, but we still have the focus of our 1020. So like right. they're, they're sort of leveraging that and, you know, clients really like that. A very popular comparison here would be to Ahrefs. That's what a lot of people are familiar with in the marketing yeah. space. I, we use that all the time for SEO. My pitch when I was launching the agency, I'd go to people, I'd make an analysis video and I'd say, look, your boutique shoe company is doing either better or worse than your main competitor. Here's why. And I showed them all the graphs and be able to compare the two. And then that would get them really excited because again, it was unique proprietary data. So that's why I'm so stoked about this idea. I see the same vision. Yeah. And my question, though, is more on the fundraising side, because 
a lot of people listening to the show are also start launching their own SaaS products and they're curious about fundraising. We have a couple people in the group who've raised some money as well. Uh, and when you look at Ahrefs, right, they were a bootstrap company that was able to hit $100 million in revenue, I believe, 80 to $100 million bootstrap for a similar kind of thing, but in the SEO organic space. What was your guys' rationale for raising money? Why was it important? And that will help give, I think, the listeners here some context as to when and why you should raise money. Definitely. So analytics tools are very hard to build. Like they're not sort of like a simple tool that you can hack together. So we are collecting billions of events per month and we're running like, and there's very strict data security policies on that. We're running a lot of analysis on it. And so basically like for that, you need a really high quality uh, dev team to do that, especially to scale that. And so we sort of wanted to scale this thing up really quick, which is what we did. And to do yeah. that, we had to have a team in place. And that is usually a sign to raise venture money. If you need sort of a big team to get off the ground or like a decently big team to get off the ground and right. grow, then you know you do that. We weren't able to, it's not really the type of, of product to like get a you know army of freelancers and, and stuff like that. Like you right. sort of needed a well thought out here. So your rationale is basically that unlike maybe Ahrefs that's just scraping data off the internet, you're plugging into people's actual accounts, their paid accounts, and you're pulling that data. So you have to have high level encryption and security in order to make sure that the customer experience is good and that nobody's getting their data misused or misplaced in, in any uh, malicious way, essentially. So it requires right. fundraising also, to get off the ground and you know, something like that. Right. I'm also definitely impressed that Ahrefs did that bootstrapped like companies like uh similar web you know raised tons of venture money so i guess it just depends on like what type of company i was more uh saying like analytics is harder as a space than something like a productivity tool or some a more just normal SaaS solution that doesn't take like hardcore data engineering stuff right and you know it's funny this is definitely a topic within the community that uh is coming up more and more which is is my agency going to be automated within five years? Is it going to get to a point where I won't be the one making decisions, but instead I'm going to be deferring to something like Varos or Ahrefs and saying, hey, yeah, don't listen to me. Just look at this. You know, Don't even ask me. I mean, never, that's, that can give you better perspective than even I can. Because at a certain point with AI, machine learning, GPT-3, OpenAI, these kind of tools, it might get easier and easier to just run an agency on autopilot. So what I'm curious about, is where do you think this ends? Like, what's the end goal with your business? And how can people sort of ride this wave and cash in on these changes that are coming anyways, as agency owners and use a tool like yours to get a competitive edge now? Like, where do you think it ends with all this automation? What's your goal as a, a startup with this? Is it eventually to get past, you know, the ad space, the Facebook ad space, comparative space and to get into something else? Or do you think that's a a big enough, you know, blue ocean where you could just stay in that space forever and it's not going to get more extreme with automation or more advanced. Like what's your goal there? To the automation question in general, like I don't know that it'll it'll all get automated. I'm, I think like basically agency owners will have superpowers and like they'll still be able to differentiate themselves. Uh, a lot of companies like don't necessarily want to hire CMO uh, and stuff, and they want to outsource uh, that type of stuff and like focus on their main part of the business. You know, marketing is still like it's an auction, right? So it's still like there's a way to to do it well and to not. So 
I don't know exactly where it'll go. It could go a, lot, a long way. It's just like as my time in tech, as I've seen, like the things that you have expected to get automated take a lot more time than they do. Like, you know, Tesla was saying that a car is going to drive on its own from New York to L.A. <laughs> a long time ago and it still hasn't happened. It's close, right? But it, it still hasn't happened. Right. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure where in five years. If the ad space is big enough, then we'll play the ad space. And if it's not, then we've got a lot of other places. But we're already sort of expanding out of it, like into Shopify metrics and Stripe metrics mm -hmm. um, and stuff. So it's like not pure hardcore ads anymore. Like people still do that, yeah. but it's also, you know, retention metrics and like revenue growth metrics and like different cohort analyses and discount rates. And so it's like the whole, the whole funnel. And, you know, we already talked about this before, but I can't wait until, I mean, this is probably on the roadmap at some point until you guys offer sort of like an API for people to plug into, build apps on top of, because there's a lot you could do with this tool as sort of like an innovation platform. I mean, one of the things I discussed was if you could take all this information, plug it in for an agency and then give evaluation for potential agency buyers on, you know, these, this kind of data, right? So what's the plan there? Like, when do you plan to eventually expand out? with an API and allow people to build on top of your application? Do you think that's gonna be like a year from now, two years from now? Yeah, I think uh, that's, prob that's probably the range. It, it's gonna, it's, the flow is gonna be something like, when we feel really solid with, with the current product and like the scale, right. and we'll start talking to, to certain partners that are like bullish on their use case and can build out their use case. And then sort of like expose an in beta API to them and see how they build it. Right. And then like see the traction there before we open it up as many like app store markets uh, have done. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. Yeah, you're targeting agency owners, which is which is good. I think it's a it's a great place to get into. A lot of the people listening to the show as well are are you know they're startups as well. They're getting started. You guys just launched not too yeah. long ago. Uh, what has been your way or your your fastest ability to go to market? Like what has worked for you so far efficiently, and what's helped you get new customers? Yeah, to be honest, it's it's all been sort of organic referral based from now. So like, which which has been good because we also needed to control the scale a little bit. Like, you know, we've seen a ton of uh, people just writing in like their Slack groups with fellow marketers or fellow agencies and just pinging them. And also it's like a way for people to respond to certain questions. So it's like, did anyone else right. respond today? And then they'll say like, I just checked out Barrows and here it is, or 
you know, what's a good click-through rate for fashion? And then like, we'll sort of be the source of truth for that for everyone. So yeah, those have been like the organic ways and, you know, we're, we're figuring out like other distribution strategies, but that's been like our, our go-to-market. That's, you know, it is for many startups, right? It's like, start with yeah. your friends and like, hopefully you build the right thing and kind of get shared. Right. And could you break down for the listeners, you know, how, how much does this cost to get started on using Varos and how does it scale with the, let's say your agency account and you have a hundred accounts you want to put on this thing? Right now it's super cheap. So for brands, we kept it uh, free. And then for agencies, it's just a hundred bucks a month, like no seats, no account limit, all this stuff. You know, that's like a very limited time offer that we're sort of changing in the near future. So right. like currently that's it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll obviously like turn on the, the monetization faucet like uh, in the near future. And agencies will probably be on, you know, a per seat or per account basis as most people uh, charge them. You know, brands will have their own pricing. Uh, and we're working with our agency partners now to figure out like what is, uh, you know, most fair to offer pricing. Right. And, you know, I would say, and before getting the lightning round of questions here at the end, yeah. I would say about 30 to 40% of the members in my community and also just in my, my client base are e commerce companies. And there's probably trends you're seeing emerge within this tool that you're noticing about e-commerce brands, which ones are performing well, which ones are not. Do you have any insight on any trends you're seeing e-commerce, anything that's been working effectively for certain e-commerce brands, any niches that are popping off more than others, or just any really interesting insights that you personally learned by having this company from the database? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like there's a bunch of super cool stuff. So first of all, one of the most interesting things I've seen is like we ran all the data on like what ad configurations work best and stuff. And my going in assumption would be an advertiser who like knows exactly their customers, knows exactly how to hack Facebook to like get directly to them and get the best results um, and like right. put in a bunch of interests. But actually... I think it was 80% of the uh, ad sets of the best performers, like right. the lowest CACs, uh, had broad targeting on, you know, min mm. age 18, max age 65, no interests uh, and all that stuff. So really like the broad targeting is what's working best and the most sophisticated advertisers are using. Yeah. And then- And you've, reached, that, you've reached the point with that where it's not, I mean, you have enough statistical significance to say that that's like a, a trend that you're pretty confident in. Like you have oh, enough people yeah. using it now where you know, okay. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very, yeah. That's based on, you know, hundreds of, of advertisers. And then the other, uh, the other interesting point is just this like shift from Facebook and Google to TikTok. So mm -hmm. in the past- Yeah, yeah months, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. In the past six months, like brands have- 5x spend on TikTok. Um, the like shift of budget uh, of spend has like really significantly gone up in the past few months of like, you know, percent of spend that's going to TikTok versus Facebook and Google. So, you know, we're finding right. that really interesting. And there's a lot of users now like on the brink of like switching to TikTok, you know, they're like, they yeah. know they need to, but they don't exactly know how. And so... Uh, well, I got banned from Facebook ads. I don't even know why. This is like two years ago. I think it was, oh um, my God. I think I was helping like some, I think I, I had like somebody who was running a cryptocurrency advertisement when we were helping crypto brands like two years ago. 
and it was against their TOS. And I, I didn't, I didn't have enough ads experience at the time. So I didn't realize that you had to resolve it like immediately. So I kind of got my account messed up, but that's why I'm on TikTok. So I'm like posting on TikTok a lot and trying to get TikTok ads. But I think there's just a general sentiment that Facebook sucks. And uh, I think a lot of advertisers are looking for something different. And luckily, you know, TikTok is in a position where it can learn from all the mistakes of Facebook and, and hopefully build something better. People, obviously, Facebook still makes people tons of money. It's not like it's a, not a powerful platform still, but I think people just generally dislike Facebook. And I think that's why they're looking for something different. But I promise my last question will jump into the lightning round. But yeah. for the people here who are considering raising money again, because this is, you know, you, you came through YC, it's obviously a very prestigious accelerator program. Everybody knows about that company and that that accelerator. How did you get into that? How, how did that process go? Would you advise other people to go through that as well if they're thinking about taking a product they launched from their agency and then jumping into the fundraising startup game? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't recommend YC enough. Uh, if someone that's listening is applying, like, uh, you know, my email is yardan at barrows.io. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email. I can go over your application and stuff and give you some tips. We applied once, uh, didn't get in, like we interviewed, didn't get in, and then applied again the next six months where like the second interview was all about what did we do in between those two six months, in between those six right. months. And, like, you know, we executed a ton and did a bunch of stuff and like moved forward and that's what they really care about. Like, you know, doers with, with an idea that they believe could be really big and is needed in the market. You know, the application takes like a few hours to fill out. I think it's a really hygienic thing to do for your business too. It gives you a good uh, good view of what you want to do for the long run and like why you believe this thing could be really big and just reorients you. And then some percentage of the applicants get an interview. That interview is 10 minutes. It's a crazy interview. Like it's just rapid fire. There's no politeness going on there. It's just, you know, the hard hitting <laughs> questions so they can understand. Sometimes they do other interviews. Like for us, we got in from that interview and they call you the next day and uh, really helps the trajectory of your business. And then, you know, after yeah. that, you do like, a, it's a four month program, I think. And then, you know, you have demo day, which is the end of it. And you raise money off that. Got it. Got it. And um, so I'm going to jump into the lightning round here of questions at yeah. the end. This will be like a minute. How many people do you have using the software right now? There's 500 plus uh, brands connected. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Um, any business book recommendations you'd give to the audience? That's a good question. Uh, Shoe Dog is my favorite mm. of them. Yeah. And, and when did you launch this business? Uh, we launched it in August of 21. Okay, got it. Got it, got yeah. it. Nice, nice. So less than a year. And what's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20? That like learning in college was less important and you learn everything in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you didn't go to college? I did too. I, I was thinking about dropping out a lot, but I actually ended up finishing. Yeah, I, I did go, but you know, I was a nerd in college and I wish I, uh, <laughs> I wish I had more fun and like tried out more business stuff. And it took me a little while to like get going with my own. Totally understand. Okay, so how are you going to 10x Varos in the next 12 months? Like, how do you go from 500 to 5,000 users? 
uh, yeah, just keep doing what we're doing, you know, just execute on product, like keep making it better and like pump up. But is it, is it like, yeah, is it, is it increasing word of mouth though? Or is it like finding more strategic agency partners or is it putting more money into ads or like what specific acquisition would you say? Yeah, I think it's testing a bunch of distribution channels. Like, I don't know to say which one is going to work other than the one that's working now, you know, testing ads, testing, uh, agency channels and stuff. There's a lot of different playbooks you can take off like Yopo, you know, pulled agency playbook really well. And so maybe that one. Well, I mean, it sounds like you guys could use borrows as for yourselves as like a competitive advantage, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, well, not even a competitive advantage. Like we use, uh, you know, it, like we started testing some ads and stuff and then, uh, leveraged our uh leveraged our technology to, to optimize it and stuff which is which has been great last question what is the big vision for this i mean what like ultimately i know i asked you kind of alluded to that at the beginning but i mean you ought, you must have had a vision with this when you started the business like what is that and i'm sure yc forced you to refine that a bit so like what is that vision the concept is is sort of building like a data sharing platform. So it's not just around ads, not just around anything, but it's basically like, you know, everyone has their own private data um, and right. just the infrastructure to compare that private data safely and securely and anonymously. Um, so you can think about that in many different ways. And there's ways that people compare public data, right? Like Bloomberg and the stock market and like the yeah. real market and stuff. But there's no way that you compare private data. and That's sort of where we're. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just so uncanny that I remember I had a similar vision, but for agencies, like to compare agencies to each other uh, about two years ago. And it's, it's just crazy to see this emerging because I do think this is the next level of uh, the internet. I think things are going to turn into like a, the co-op data sharing model is, is, yeah. is definitely going to be the next thing. So it's cool to see you guys in on it. I'm definitely super bullish about it. And so I'm super excited to promote you guys. And for everybody listening, you got to check out Varos. It's an amazing product. Uh, Yarden, do you have a place where they can go? Is it just the Varos website? Should they reach out to you? How can they get started on getting all their clients or even just their agency onto this for such a low price? I mean, it's a great low price right now. So Yeah, definitely. First of all, Lucas, thanks for having me on, man. It's been fun. Um, if anyone has questions, you can email me at yarden at varos.io so y-a-r-d-e-n at varos which is v-a-r-o-s dot i-o or you can just go to the website varos.io same thing uh you sign up literally a three-minute onboarding process like it's fully self-serve and then you'll be taken care of again it's just a hundred bucks for agencies free for brands so it's super cheap right now not too hard of a sell, but I don't know when that'll go up, but probably soon. Um, so hope you guys can take advantage of that cost. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Yarden, for being on the show. Uh, as a recap to the listeners, Yarden's Varos was able to raise, sounds like over was 6 million, right? Total? Four, yeah. 4 million total yeah. uh, to help bring a co-op data sharing model of Facebook ads and other form of paid advertising to the world. I'm super excited about this product and you guys should all sign up. That's incredibly, incredibly high value. Um, so go check out Varos today. Thank you so much, Yarden, for being on the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.